Hey, so I know it's summertime and we're all on the go. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting here with a dingy backpack. That's right. You sitting here, you going to the gym, you traveling, hopping on the plane. Or maybe you just decided to go spend a night over his house and don't want to have to come back home to grab your shit. Well, I have the remedy just for you, sis. Our good old friends that was with Muslim Backpacks are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off of their first purchase. Head over to muzmmbackpacks.com, redeem our offer code WRYH10 to receive 10% off of your first purchase. Once again, that is muzmmbackpacks.com. Let them know Lonnie and Ali sent you. Let's get into the show. That is a bop, but the name of the Lord. It, it, it was a bop. Like, a lot of people, the name saw, of the Lord. A lot of people tried to judge it, like, oh, y'all going to hell. Girl, y'all fail to realize that the same people that claim to be holy in the Tao are single parents that don't have, with no man, parents that were teenagers at one point. Girl, you better live your life and drop it for Jesus one time. And I don't know why people are so concerned about that shit. Like, not to mention. Don't you got your own problems, Ethel? God damn. Not the, oh, girl. You, I had to remind the girls on Twitter. I'm like, y'all know Issa did this first, right? Mm. Huh. Mm. In the thunder and rain. Mm. Okay, remember that? Uh, <laughs> remember the remix version of Anytime, Any Place from the choir? Oh, if you know. Chow, 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 chow. If you know, sweetie, you no. What's big, sweetie? Besides my Chanel hat. <laughs> welcome, 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 all, welcome, welcome, one, welcome all. Come in. I know y'all just came in from twerking for Jesus last night. Secure the petty hands Secure. and arms and feet inside the ride at all times, and let's get it going. Secure the petty. Shout out to Jesse Lou. That was just a tune. I, 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 I promise. You. Have you listened to EP yet? No. It's so good. So I have bad. not done anything this past week. It's so good. So that. So let's see. Um, it is time. Well, you want to do politics and bullshit because I missed another presidential debate, and I'm sure I you, did too. Oh, you missed it. Okay. Yep. 
I heard they handed basically everybody. And I mean, everybody got their ass handed to them. That's what I heard too. Everybody. But it's too many of them. I'd rather them narrow each other down and then that's about it. Because right now, they're just really diluted across the topics. Not everybody gets a chance. So you can't really, you know, the big names get to speak, of course, because they are the names. But it's just really <laughs> All over the place. Eh, chaotic a <laughs> little, maybe. So, but I already know who I'm going for anyway, so. I'm assuming your Camilla is your girl. Fuck no. Oh, shade. Okay. Oh, uh, that's a, that's about up there saying like, are you going to vote for Trump? Don't, don't, don't ever ask me that again. Okay. So who, Cause Camilla Harris can suck a dick. So then who are you endorsing for, for Democratic president? Warren. Okay. Bernie, even though I know he going to get. They they, yeah. they really gonna they, they, they gonna throw sis away, Bernie and um um uh, what's that guy's name, the um the Asian guy fuck, forgot his name. We'll we'll get there we'll get there in a second um but yes he was talking about um fuck it I you know what I'm too drunk I can't even I can't even worry about it right now I mean Elias we'll come back we'll come back Let's actually let me there. do my googles and, and find that um. That person. Well, it's time to get into um, on the scroll, scroll on, whatever you want to call it. Um, when you want to talk about it, looking at the foolishness and shenanigans of social media. Hell yeah. Um, one ASAP the Rocky has been released from Swedish prison. Yay! Yay! Um, apparently he is. I believe they said he's cleared to come home. He's cleared to come home until they um, give him a trial date. And I'm gonna cut in there. Julian Castro. That's who I was looking at. Julian Castro. Oh, okay. Um, they also are saying, J- oh, boy, if you watch the shy like me. And- Bitch! They go, they go, ooh, I want to I wanna see how they go do it. I want to see how they go do it. Yeah, they have officially announced that they're going to kill off Jason Mitchell's character on the shy. Now, how he's going to get caught, killed off or who's going to kill him is the real question that I think all of us have. I but think what's his face that- going to kill him? But I, you know that means he's going to have another season. But they ha- but the only reason why they're giving him another season is to kill his character it's off. Yeah, because you can't just... You can't just all, all of a sudden he just... Like do it how they did Old Girl on Fame that she went upstairs to her room and never came back. Oh, you mean like they did Laura, uh, like they did Judy on, mm-hmm, on Family Matters mm-hmm. when she went upstairs to her room and, and never, never came, came back, back down? Yeah, so... Girl, I remember that. That, was that child in that house. Um, The Lord is good on this good Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um... God is good all the time, and all the time He you is know, what? When you good, when you go out twerking for Jesus, Jesus just remembers that you was out there twerking for Him, and guess what? Yes, He shines His light. Well, He shined His light on Robert because he got denied bail in his ongoing sexual show. Abuse did case. and the the judge and the reason why the judge denied it was because he was worried about witness tampering, like he which did with the first case. Great. He did that in the first case. But see, the thing is, we don't know if he's going to have people on the outside doing that shit because you know how they do that. So mm-hmm. let's just hope that he gets his due and he goes to jail. Hopefully, maybe the Lord will see it and maybe we won't always get the right depictions from cartoons like we did with the Boondocks when they talked about the R. Kelly case, like what, going on close to 15 years ago? Yeah. And um, they literally depicted it to a T. They did. And... I wonder how, when the new season comes out, how they're going to update it. Because I think that episode is going to have me and Ed hollering. 
I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry because Aaron has everything to do with this upcoming And season. he does. Oh, I can't wait. Because that's what cry. me, Ed, and his dad was worried about. We was like, yo, if Aaron's not a part of it, like, we'll watch the first episode to see what they give him, but it ain't gonna be that serious of a I thing. Think me so. and my dad are the same way. Like, we are happy. Like, if Aaron's part of it, I'm there. If he has nothing to do with it, I'm not watching it. Yeah, so. Good like, thing that he's he's a part of it. He's he you know he's there. He's, he's there. there, and we can't. I can't wait for the good season. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I don't know about you, Drake fans, but um, me personally, I'm elated for the level of nostalgia that was delivered yesterday when he announced on Thursday. I want to say Thursday he announced that he's going to be delivering a care package to us while we wait for the next project. Now, if you're familiar with Drake's work, like I am. On the 10th anniversary so far gone, he released it to streaming, which means we didn't have to go on SoundCloud or YouTube anymore for it. Mm-hmm. So, in turn, he also decided to release Care Package. Now, Care Package has a bunch of songs um, between albums that he put out. Um, How About Now ended up on the Care Package. Um, what else ended up? Dreams Money Can Buy ended up on the Care Package. Um, what else? I'm thinking of all the songs. My two favorite unreleased Drake tracks are finally on streaming, which is Club Paradise and Free Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, they all sound like songs that you can hear at Blue Flame, but okay. Mm-hmm. You're not going to start. So, Even it, though my experience there was fucking whack. I don't know what these, song, these rap songs is fucking hyping up because... Listen, all I know is I was elated to get tracks that I've been dying for for the longest to come on streaming. And I, the funny part was about Two weeks ago, I was talking about this with my coworker, and I was like, it's two Drake songs that he had never heard. And I'm like, it's Club Paradise and Free Spirit, which is a feature of Rick Ross. Now, Club Paradise and Free Spirit take me back to the days when I had an Acura and I was living on the other side of town. And it life was just everything. I was in my mid, early to mid-20s. Like, I had the sunroof going in the car, all that hot shit. So it took me back to those days. Mm-hmm. Especially when I was heavily into Drake, so it took me back to of course my favorite Drake album, which is Take Care. But and of course the music released around that time that would that didn't end up going up for sale. So it, I was elated, and I know a lot of Drake fans were happy like myself that we got some of these songs, including um, I Get Lonely, which was his rendition of TLC's Fan Mail. Mm. If you remember it, nope. so oh, you just. You know, I'm not. I'm not. You're not a It's fine. I know, but you know who I really want to come. Who I really want to come out with a new album? Who? Kendrick Lamar. So that way, me and Ed can go to the concert and act a fucking fool, like we did for J Cole. I'm ready. I think the world is ready for another one. A new one. Yes, we need more Kung Fu Kitty in our lives. Um. Yes. Well, speaking of Kung Fu Kitty and trash, um, we're gonna segue into trash. Oh shit. Um, so, Scotty Pimpin, okay, was spotted with a mystery woman. Um, and he was the only person that was spotted with a mystery woman. So was Lamar Odom. But wait, don't Lamar Odom have, have a girlfriend now? Didn't he just That's who they spotted him with, with his girlfriend. <laughs> um, they spotted um, him with his girlfriend. Scotty Pimpin was spotted with some mystery woman. I'm saying good luck and congratulations to both of them, especially Scotty Pimpin's wife, especially the way she did him. Doing that divorce. Oh yeah, I heard. It, oh, she was mis- Oh, she was horrible, horrible. You I know, heard. a lot of you, people, a lot of you girls want to be um, Juanita Jordan, but you can't be. 
that that is a come up. The girls. The that years. The girls. With an S. Years, years with an S. Years. Of investigation. Years with an S. Years. With an S of investigation. Years. With an S. Okay. The check. It cleared. It cleared. Because she got paid. Like Tyler Perry said it in the Family Upgrade. She said, um, I think the main character's mother has said it to her daughter-in-law. Sweetie, why are you crying? You are a woman scorned that married without a prenup. Uh, Go home, wipe your tears away, and make your demands. Why you gotta read the girl so harshly? Because these girls, they'll get these men to marry them without a prenup. Mm. They fuck up. Mm. And then they fail to realize you married her without a prenup, which means she's entitled to whatever she wants. Ooh. All right. Um, congratulations, Serena Ma. She is off parole. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people, a lot of girls thought that the whole Britney situation was going to hold her back. It was a misdemeanor, she girls. Kept, she probably going to wring her ass now. Oh no! She like bitch. She's, I'm not, off. Stu- she's not stupid because you know what happens. Yeah. They start looking after that ass. That that's true. Cause they wait for you. Cause the studies do show that you eh. that you go to eh. go right back. So it's all like, right, sis. Uh, girl, keep just it. have somebody jump her. That's all. But, have um, somebody who ain't afraid of a couple years just to jump her ass. I mean, well, the girl that she jumped had already did that because she had the case against her now for assault. So. Karma's a bitch and shade is her sister. Hello. So, um, Monica went on a promo um, tour recently. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know Gunica, a.k.a. Monica Brown, went on a promo tour. Gunica? Gunica. Gunica. Go on Twitter and sir, uh, I dare you to search <laughs> Gunica and we'll have this conversation. <laughs> Gunica, girl. She went on Slay in the Morning and the Breakfast Club and she spoke openly about her pending divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, she cleared a rumor that everyone thought that, of course, Shannon cheated on her. Um, she clarified that, no, that's not the case. They just grew apart. I believe that. I do, too. I see it. It happens. It happens. A lot of people don't understand a marriage. People grow apart. It's a part of, the, it's a part of it. And she was very raw and honest where she said the hardest thing was explaining to her kids what was going on because remember yeah she has two boys before her child she has with shannon and he has a son mm-hmm. before this and those kids are so used to that relationship and that that other person so yeah that that does take a level of explaining and hoping they understand um not to mention she said Romello, who was her 11 year old he asked what is divorce and can you stop it baby Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And sometimes you don't want it because half of the time what people don't understand is when you stop a divorce or let's say they stay together for the kids, that grows a level of resentment for Oh, it does. It really does. Oh, speaking of which, there's this show called To Have and To Hold Charlotte. I don't know if any of y'all watch it. It's real obscure, but there's a couple named... Uh, Tayati and James I believe his name is mm-hmm. they're going mm-hmm. through that they're going through navigating separation to eventual divorce so they were on the rocks and they have two little boys oh lord and they, and basically you see how Tayati tries to navigate separating but also try to keep her family together because they both still have feelings for each other but those feelings aren't enough to stay in the marriage. Mm-hmm. 
and you can see how it like it breaks her heart every time they have family time because she went to talk on the phone with a friend of hers that's divorced and she said you know every time we have some sort of family thing together i always wonder okay when's the last one when's the next one coming and you know with kids that's a lot harder because they don't necessarily understand it they think that okay it's marriage it's mommy and daddy i'm supposed to love each other forever when in reality that's really not the case mm. so it watch the show it's actually really good so um congratulations are in order um the coop i'm sorry keisha cole yeah, she had he, her baby. She had the little boy. We don't know the name yet, but we know that he has been born. Yes, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming he either came through cesarean or he was vaginal because it looked like it was scheduled. So probably she was either that or she was overdue. Yeah, so she had the baby. Congratulations! Congratulations! To her. Girl, I mean, girl. It's- and speaking of who else had a baby, I don't know if y'all watched the Real Housewives of Potomac, but actually, Darby and oh, her husband her. had a baby. That baby looked just like his damn daddy. Exactly. Oh, boy, that baby like his damn daddy. Hopefully, he'll be touching ass like his damn daddy. Well, um, let's see. Do we have anything else worthy of discussing? Oh, um, I, I have something. In real world it. news, in real world news, what? there was an active shooter at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. Really? Yes. He. So far, the information is stating that he's gunned down as far as eighteen people. This we is don't know. Now. Yes. We don't know if he's, you know, if anyone's died or if he's dead or if he's in custody or anything like that. But let's keep those people in our prayers for that that situation because that shit is so fucking unfortunate. It's so scary. Like, you never know when or where that shit's going to happen. Like, And let alone in the times that we live in, it's kind of like my reaction to it is the same reaction everyone has to it. Exactly. It's just... Uh, it um, happened. Yep, it happened. But, you know... Until you're in it, that shit is so fucking scary. That's why I'm like, yo, everywhere I go, I know a hiding spot. I have an exit. I know where I'm going and what I'm doing. Ed thinks I'm fucking crazy, but I'm like, yo, you never know what's going to happen. Not only that, you're military trained, so it's a completely different mindset. Um, funny. I want to talk about this. Okay, let's get to it. Um, Child, this Bacardi hitting. Okay. Okay. Child. My West Indian blood coming out. I'm hot as hell. So, so um, the funny thing is, last time we had our um, podcast cousin, um, Lucky Lucky Lefty. Lefty. Hey, boom. So, um, congratulations to him. If you guys aren't aware, he has his own podcast now called um, Transparent Trap House. Oh, well, well. Let me go and follow that Instagram. (laughs) Um, So, he actually just recorded his first episode. So he had an introduction, and then he recorded his first, ep- very first episode. So, yeah. Um, the funny part is, I brought this up to say this. The last time we had a conversation was about um, kids being gay. Mm-hmm. So here comes the mess. You know where this is going. Was this about? Is this about a childhood person that we know? Mm-hmm. That everybody else mm-hmm. know? Yeah, it, it's him. Okay. okay so, okay, the funny okay. part, oh, they brought this up uh, this week when I'm going to So. You can't spoil it for me because I haven't listened to it yet. I said they brought it up. I didn't talk about exactly what they said. So, Just don't spoil it. I, I said I'm not Or it. the rest of this podcast is going to be me and you fighting. Don't okay? Do don't do that. So, don't be like that, sweetie. Don't be like that. Don't make that. me come across this table. So, 
Mario Lopez. You got you guys and girls know him from Saved by the Bell. A lot of you girls had a had a little crush on him. I know I did. I wanted him to beat it like a Ti case, bitch. No Pharrell. Well, you know, I don't. Every time I think, no, not my line. That sounds so wrong. We're not gonna say it. No, go ahead and say it. No. Nope. Hashtag hotels. All I want to think about when I think of Spanish men is uncanny meat and how they don't like. Not themselves. all of them. Not all of them. Because I've dated a lot of Spanish men, especially before I've dated a lot of black men, and they have been they have been cut, ma'am. They have been cuts. Maybe you just get all of the the salami. I don't. The, I, don't I, I like my men dark. Like I like my meat. So I know you fucking lying. I like my. What, what was what was you saying a couple episodes ago? What was your weakness, Lonnie? Fair skin it's tea time. It eyes. is tea time. Spill the tea. Fair skinned men with light eyes. There it's you go. Still. So now. But I also said, if you remember, if you want to spill tea. Keep that same also, energy. And I also said, majority of my boyfriends have not all been light skinned. Let's start there. See that. See that, ho. See that. Uh huh. All right. Okay. So, Mario Lopez went on and said basically that it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. To have basically have children questioning their gender identities at an early age. Now, of course, which I applaud him for, he actually backtracked and cleaned it up very nice. You have to look at it from the grand scale of things. He cleaned it up nice. However, it doesn't escape the actual message and how it was conveyed. Now, I wish I had the clip because I can't find it when he spoke about it. Because, of course, he came under fire and extra quickly... And I say quickly, quickly, mm. said we do not support the ideas or likeness of what Mario stated. Like, girl, you saw us in that damn parade in New York. You saw the extra little rainbow um, person. Y'all saw the, the Missouri. We for the girls, okay? We not with him. We don't stand with him, okay? He is by himself. Can I cut in here? Please do. I'm going to find a clip. He cleaned it up nice. I'm gonna find the clip. Only because people got in that ass. I'm getting I'm getting the clip. They got in that ass about what you said. Oh, they got in that ass. And they got and they read you properly. Oh, they got in that ass. And that's the reason why the network was like, um, no, we don't know sis. Sis said what he said because he said what he said. But this ain't this ain't us, cause um we said this ain't it. Now, you only cleaned it up because you got read. Let's be real about that. Oh, you that. got read about it and Everybody. Now, the way that it sounded when he said it, he knew it was wrong when he was saying it. He just couldn't catch it because it was already out there. It was too late. That's like when you say some shit and you'd be like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have said that. Damn, I got to deal with the bullshit. That he couldn't, he couldn't catch it. Oh, girl. So he knew it. Oh, he got red. And you know he ain't cleaned it up as soon as he did. But then the thing was, you meant what you said, though. You know, you that's mean, you. You, you meant know. what you said. You know. It's like Nene Leaks. I said what I said, and I know what the fuck I said, and I know what the fuck I done did. Now, yeah, but you gotta keep in mind, unlike Nene, he is on a public platform talking about. And Nene's not on a public platform. Nene's on a reality show, so it is a huge. But she goes on public platforms though, and they talk about. Said behavior about, on the show. And she talks about the girls on the show. She's not talking about something general like this. Most celebrities know, do not talk about stuff like this. And they know why. 
because of the backlash that he got. Now, while we're here, um, this is why it was important to have that conversation with um, Lucky the last time we were here. Because a lot of y'all don't know how to identify with certain things like this. Like, your child expressing thoughts or emotions that they might identify with the opposite sex. Meaning not like they like the opposite sex, meaning they want to be the opposite sex if they were born, assigned at birth because of genitalia. You know, and it, it's fine. I, of course, children at that age are not thinking about sex. They're thinking about how they feel. But that's how a lot of people... See, a lot of people conflate sexual identity with sex because they think the two are the same. And they're really and not. And they're really not. Because I can identify as something, but that doesn't mean I'm doing whatever's associated with that. So, like we said, let kids be fucking kids. If your little boy want to play with a Barbie doll, he's a baby. He don't know no better. He don't know no better, and he don't give a fuck. He just want to play with it, because he knows it's a toy. And then if they say, hey, ma, I'm feeling like a boy or a girl today. Cool, little homie. All right, this is what we're going to do. Do you want to be called this, or you want to be called this? Do you want to wear a tutu, or do you want to wear pants? Because we can go to Children's Place, Walmart, wherever we're going to buy clothes at, and we can go get you what you decide you want to feel like you want to wear. It's just the idea of letting a child express themselves. This is why a lot of us, if you really sit back and think about it, a lot of us have issues with anxiety and depression because we were forced into societal norms exactly. at an early age. That, not even that, but we weren't allowed to make certain decisions for ourselves, which leads us to have anxiety where we have to make certain decisions for ourselves. Or bottle up how we really feel until it, like a soda pop makes Exactly. Or until you just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm gay. I'm bisexual. I'm trans. I'm this. I'm that. Okay. And then you just deal with it how how it comes. But until then, just let your kids be like yes, let your children be children, but let them develop their identity without questioning it. Exactly. Support them. Speaking of confrontation in public places, hmm. let's talk about it. Recently on Watch What Happens Live Titus I love him. I love him so much, even though the last the last season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was fucking horrible. He deserves better. Now, Titus went on to, I believe he was talking about the film he has with Eddie Murphy that's about to come out. Yes. It is no secret to the girls, including myself, that in the early 80s, Eddie Murphy was openly expressive about being homophobic. Yes, and that was a frame of time. Because if you watch polls and you know your history, homophobia and AIDS and HIV was the thing. So homophobia was the culture at that time. So yes, it was funny to see a man on the stage mocking people of the community and that was that. Now, that's not as acceptable as it was back then because it wasn't necessarily the culture. Very true. The way that this works is, at in the eighties, Eddie Murphy's um, breakout stand-up success was Delirious. Delirious, yes. It was, was it was it Delirious first or was it Raw? Thing was Raw first, then Raw Delirious. First. Delirious is the controversial one. Yes, because Raw had, was my shit. That shit was funny as hell. Delirious was the Delirious one that was, was the one where he was. Fuck. 
Yes, he was talking about the girls. Yes. Now, if you keep in mind, Delirious also was not available for purchase for years mm-hmm. because it was very homophobic. Now, that going forward, you now have Titus, who is an openly black homosexual male, working with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Andy Cohen decides to question him on this. And Titus basically specifies that that was not my experience with him. And I'm not sure if this were to come out or basically someone would say that he's homophobic. I can't relate because that was not my experience. Titus, Titus, Andy decided to continue to pry. Titus has a side conversation, I believe, with management or one of his staff members. Mm -hmm. And Andy tried to pry into what he was saying. Uh, like saying to the side where he was looking at them and possibly having a like basically a silent conversation mm-hmm. with just body language mm-hmm. and Andy tried to ask him he's like no girl go on go on finish, finish your show, show girl finish your show, show girl mm-hmm. so uh, my but, opinion but, on but, that mm-hmm. is the same opinion that's been on it I forgot who it was that said it of course mind me I'm a little um I'm a little drunk this party girl over here made me take a whole thing of a cardi to the face I sure did um People evolve. The times change. You see different things in different people. And he he only exposed what we all knew. If you do watch Bravo. Andy Cohen is a messy queen. That's how he has that show. That's the whole premise of the show. He's a messy ass queen. That's how he gets his fucking viewers. So... Yes, in the whole scheme of things, with Eddie Murphy, people evolve, people change, and that was—I'm pretty okay sure those th- those comedies came out before I was born. And when I saw them, I was like, "Yo, this shit is funny." But my views on speaking about the community and jokes about them, and you know making light of who they are and what they embody is something I definitely don't agree with now. And if I watched it now, I'd probably be sick. I'd turn the shit off. That's like with Dave Chappelle when he came back out with his Netflix thing. Mm -hmm. And... Season three, sweetie. Season three? Oh, shit. Okay, continue. Well... We had a little sidebar. I had to have had to have a sidebar uh, conversation with management because I made a mistake. I fucked up, but it's okay. Y'all know what it is. Anyway, so like when Dave Chappelle came out with his comedy specials for Netflix, this was a time. This came out when a time when my thoughts about the community and the jokes about them have changed. They've become more serious, especially because. I've since I've gotten to the military, I've come into contact with people who are transgender, bisexual, you know, gay, whatever. And I know that their lives are as precious to me as anyone else's. So jokes about them are things that make it easier for people to harm them. I don't agree with. So when me and Ed watched it, I was a little nauseous and I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this no more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was laughing to go along with it. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And I told him. And then he started to view it differently. So, you know, just it was the time then. But now those things don't go over as easy. 
And I think he's definitely evolved because if he hasn't, he definitely wouldn't be working with Titus. That's very true. I feel like he had he, his response to someone asking about this hit it right on the head. Andy Cohen is a messy queen. Even if you look at his interviews when he has the housewives on the show, he tries to stir up drama for them. Like he lives to stir up drama for ratings. Pay attention to half of the reunion shows. Some of the questions he asks, they are open-ended, but they're open-ended to them giving an opinion that might be negative toward a cast member. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you do this continuously, and it's to the point now where you even do it to... You even do it to people that are not on the Housewives brand. Mm-hmm. People that are regular entertainers. You do it to them, too. It, and more so, he leaves them open because this is while banter is going on. So while your brain is thinking about those answers to that banter, he wants to catch you with something so that way you're not thinking and you just say it. Exactly. He doesn't bank on somebody like Titus who, you know, catches what's going on and be like, nah, like, finish your show, sis. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the next question, next case. Um, I want to elaborate on something. Like that. Um, because you know, Queen Radio took place not too long ago. Oh, Lord. Listen, mm-hmm. I say it because it's the truth. I would prefer Omika as a, as a disc jockey or as a, as a podcast host or a radio show host. No. She's actually funny, she's too loud. Well, of course she's loud. She's a Sagittarius. Oops, I said that out loud. But Ed's a Sagittarius. He ain't loud. Let Ed be out in public with his friends and they have bears in hand. Oh, you saw those Snapchats? Yes, I did. Yeah, them niggas is wild. Every Sagittarius I know, when they get inebriated, they are loud. We almost got into, like, two fights that night. That shit was funny as hell. I had to take my shoes off because I almost had to beat a nigga ball. Um, Omika had um, basically spoke on her relationship with um, the Petty. Uh, if you know who the Petty is, I'm speaking in reference to... The uh, Child Lester? Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically said something along the lines of why do people want to basically believe... Like, why won't people believe that it's actually love and not basically someone that's cloud chasing? Like, a lot of people failed to realize he actually knew her and was with her before the fame. Like, just like Safari, he knew her before fame. Mm-hmm. And even now, she's like, no, I'm genuinely in love. It's not. This isn't for some social media or media type shit. But again, here we go. Why are you worried about the shit? She wouldn't be Nikki if she didn't worry about it. Let's be honest they're not even, And then not even that. If some shit go on, that's her problem. That's her issue. Wendy, okay, Wendy Williams completely agreed with her. That's why I'm like... See, I think this is majorly why I stay off social media sometimes because I'm like, I don't have the energy. Because how do people have the energy to worry about shit that is not their fucking problem? Half y'all niggas is cheating on y'all. Half y'all niggas is with y'all for some shit. Listen. Half y'all niggas is hobosexuals. Hobosexual, child. Hobosexuals, meaning I'm only with you because I need a place to live. Hobosexual. Not to mention, can we please get to the fact that Monica actually went during that in the, the interview with the Breakfast Club, the Charlemagne was there. She said she found it ridiculous 
that him and Char- that him and Duval are going around with this whole black men don't cheat thing. And she said, I've only dated black men. So you don't want us to go down that road with me. Hello. Because um, if it came down to a black women, we got stories on y'all niggas. Nick y'all can only know. cite that we say some shit from lemonade every once in a while. But we got histories of abuse. Fucking y'all killing our asses. Y'all cheating and giving us diseases and all this bullshit. Oh, don't mention so, the children on the side. Hello. So let's not. Because I think I read a... Um, a six brown chicks tweet. Somebody had tweeted them, right? <laughs> so basically this couple had a baby, right? So uh-huh. she was like, okay, so my husband couldn't get off work or whatever. So we could take the baby to to the doctor or whatever. So I took them to the clinic. And y'all never believe who was sitting in the waiting room with their girlfriend and their newborn. My husband. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. But black men don't cheat. Mm. Whole family on the side. Hello? Whole family on the side. Hello. Because he there. He there. He ain't abandoned Hello. his. Hello. He ain't abandoned his, but you know. Hello. Black men don't cheat. Whatever. Child. I think that's all we got. That's all well, we got. You got another thing you want to discuss? I don't, I don't want to. Yes. Go on. What's that child name? Ooh. The, the 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 officer that was charged well, that was not charged in Erica in Erica. Eric Garner's death. Who this Bacardi? Eric Garner's death. Yes. You also saw so, what they said during the debate. We gonna get to the part of the story that happened this week during the debates. Tamika D. Mallory. She came in with the protest saying fire Pantaleo. However the fuck you say his last name. Okay. So, of course, Bill de Blasio was there because I don't even know why sis is running for fucking president because, baby, I don't, I don't get why you I barely show up to work as a damn mayor, baby. Anyway, so. Is, is that, it, uh, sidebar, is it always custom that New York, the mayor of, the N- of NYC, always wants to run for government, wants to run for president of the United States? Because this is the first time that we've heard a president from New York run for um, uh, some, a man from New York run for president. Didn't Giuliani do it? Yes, he did. Yeah. And he's also a cabinet member for Trump. Let that marinate in y'all spirits. Well, he probably going to be the next to leave anyway. Anyway, so now with all the uh, the protests going on about this, which is great, a judge suggested that the officer be fired. As of late yesterday, early today, he's been suspended. With pay, I'm sure. I haven't seen with pay, but he's been suspended. Most likely it is with pay, but of course they're probably withholding that from the media because more backlash. Why is it so hard to fire the motherfucker? Police officers come a dime a black ass dozen. It is like the military. They come a dime a fucking dozen. Losing one officer is not going to kill you. It's really not. Because guess what? You probably got 30 to 40 more coming out of the fucking academy tomorrow. Tamar Hanrays. Mm. You know the sad part of this whole situation is? He may have got fired here. But please, or he may be terminated here. You know it's going to happen. That's like the police officers who shot Tamir Rice and... Who's that man that got shot by that female cop? 
And see, and that's the bad thing about it. It's so many of them. You can't even remember their names anymore. Do you know how many police shootings that we actually had? And we it only was, had one it was the one that happened officer? just after, either just before or just after Alton Sterling. She killed him on the road. I know which one you're talking about because his girlfriend and the baby was in the car. No, that's not not Philando Castillo. He was just before. But he was in between those two. So what happened was they, they tried to say that he reached his hand out the window, but the window was closed in the video. So how could he reach his hand? Like, I know black people are magic, but we ain't that magical where we could reach our hands through closed windows. But, um... Um... I'm doing it. I'm doing it now as I'm trying to talk. So the one who shot Tamir Rice Mm -hmm. and um, the one that I'm talking about, I forgot his name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I don't want to get the wrong name. They both went on to other police um, stations to get different jobs. The female officer who shot that one man actually went on to be sheriff in another town. They swore her in and everything. And they go on to do more and more shit. Like the man who shot Tamir Rice. He's been disciplined and fired from multiple police stations before he killed Tamir. But of course, all of this shit gets swept under the rug, but it gets brought out when it's time to give these kids some justice. But of course, they get to walk. So now, with this officer here that killed Eric Garner, why is it so hard to fucking fire him? I don't get it. Call me crazy, call me crazy, I don't get it. Because if it's so easy to get another job in another precinct, go do that, sis, if that's what you so much want to do. But... That motherfucker gotta go. It's not that hard. You have people coming in. The police, the the law enforcement career path is revolving fucking door. Just like the military, it's a revolving fucking door. People don't like it, they leave. But you got people to replace those people that do leave. So why is one officer, one, one officer, so hard to remove? But yet, you have people who do things in the military that are so much worse because we are actually trained to kill people. We are, the, we, we are trained assassins for the country. We go through more red tape and more investigations and more legal proceedings than a cop does. And I'm supposed to kill people. So when I actually do, there's more going on than when a cop actually does it. So it's like, but then there are more people to replace me once you kick me out or put me in fucking Leavenworth. There's more people to replace me. So why is one officer so hard to fire? I don't get it. And I, my heart broke when I saw the video of his daughter standing outside that courthouse. Like, no, I'm not gonna move. Yep. Because for five years, we have been fighting the same fight to get this man removed from the police department. And he still has a job. And her sister died this past year from a heart attack. 
because of all the heartbreak and all the shit that she had going on because she went into journalism because of her father all the shit that she had going on because of her father like y'all broke my family and y'all don't get that shit but this motherfucker get to go to work every day he gets to go home with his family every day. Exactly. I will never physically see He my gets to be a father to his children, a husband to his wife. It's, it makes no fucking sense. But you killed it my father no over sense. some Lucy's? Like. Lucy's and fucking and a fucking auntie's. Like, that, that, that's crazy. You broke my family over something that small. Lucy's and uh, Lucy's and auntie's. Lucy's and fucking TV. Bro, it's ridiculous. It is. It's a fucking mess. Of all the police, all the police brutality cases that we have mentioned, the sad part is we only have one conviction against a cop. One. Only one. Only flipping one. And that's it. It. it, Child. One conviction of murder. That is it. I. I cannot. I cannot. I. I can't because. The shit with the cops is getting out of fucking control. It really is. And this is why a lot of black people do not vote. And this is what me and Ed was talking about yesterday. You know, you have all these people, all these artists telling black people, oh, go out and vote, go out and vote. Da, da, da. Your voice matters, go out and vote. What the fuck do we get? You saw what happened with this last election. 53% of all the white women outvoted how many black women how many black men it's sad and there's and that's why i don't believe when white women say oh i'm an ally i'm with you guys and this and that yeah but where was you and getting all your all your other sisters together and that's the thing that's why i don't trust white women because white women will always vote in their best interest not anyone else's they vote to keep whiteness going, which is why the KKK ran as long as they did. White women. We're not gonna kill Billy Bob. We're gonna protect him, okay? Exactly. Billy Bob is my man, okay, bitch. <laughs> fucking whore. You fucking whore. Did you know that that uh, what's his name? What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Caitlyn Jenner is dating somebody that's twenty-two. On that note, I think that's all we have to talk about. They talking about having a baby and getting married. You gotta have never mind. Thank y'all so much. Actually, we need to have a, a toast real quick. If you guys are not on I thought we was going to do this at the end. Do it at the well technically this is the end. I mean, unless you got another topic you wanna to talk about? I thought we was I thought we was going to talk about something else. Okay. Uh uh-uh, remember well, the interview is next. Yes it is. Yes it is, yes it is, yes it is. Thank you for a wonderful season. Yes. For a wonderful what? Three? Yes. Because you might yes. say you've been a part yes. of season one. Put some respect on my name. Put yes. the three on my name, okay? The, the one, two, and the three. One, two, and the three. Yay! I'm gonna, mm. we're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna mm-hmm. swallow the rest of this and I'll be right back. Yeah, I had to go refill that good old cup. But while we're here, thank you so much for your continued support for the actual podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, Please continue to like, which means you actually like what you heard. Rate. It helps us get us up with the rankings, especially with Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, which means you download. Don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. 
would you like to keep in contact with the actual conversation going on even after the podcast is released? And yes, I do check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your continued support. And let's get back to the show. I'm pretty sure my cup is full by now. And I'm back a day later, and I'm not alone. Well, um, for the first time in the history of the show, I actually have an artist here. Um, however, I don't introduce my guests. My guests introduce themselves. So, who's sitting next to me is the question. Your boy C. Dot. What's up, everybody? C. Dot. Is that short for something? <laughs> it's a combination of my name. My name starts with a C. I'm not going to necessarily say it, but... That's how I identify myself. <laughs> okay, so see that what kind, what type of artist are you? Is the question. A hip hop artist, R and B artist, uh, urban contemporary, anything that has to do with black music as a whole. What inspired your love for music, or where, what got you here? Let's say that. My mom got me here. How did your mom get you? First and foremost, uh, my mother was a singer. My mother mm-hmm. was a huge artist. What uh, kind of as far as she? Back, she was a background singer. Okay. And she also did some melody recordings, um, Columbia Records, and Atlantic Records. Uh, my mother then went on in the mid '60s to sing background with Gladys Knight at a Harlem show over in um, the Apollo. So you basically, got, so basically, you got exposed to the industry a little young. Yes, is what you're saying. Yes, from the moment I opened my mouth, man, my mom's. What's ha- so let's get him in the singing class. I can okay. So you heard in singing classes. What did you practice while you were in these classes, or what type of classes were you in? All right. So I was in what they called extensive vocal lessons. Talk um, about it. I don't know if you ever heard of the artist Betty Wright. Of course. She had a vocal school located in East Harlem, mm-hmm. and that's where I honed all my crafts of like what I could do with my voice, what I can't do with my voice, what my strengths are, what my challenges are, all those types of things. So. So you took vocal lessons. Yes. Okay. What artist inspired you to become an artist? Biggie. Okay, that's a hip hop artist. <laughs> yes. But continue. What are your other influences? Um, it was Biggie. It was Suge Otis. It was Nas. It was Little Kim. It was yes, Little Kim. But okay, of course <laughs> I know who Little Kim is. Everyone does. But most of the people you named were rappers. Yes. So. How do wow. I get R and B out of this? Right. <laughs> wow. no. Um, I've always been the person who's listened to rap music and wondered what if this rapper actually could sing, how would they have done this song? What so then my question would be you're now in like late twenties, early thirties. Yep. What made you wait so long to actually go into music? Uh, I had to take a long time to really just figure out a lot about what I wanted to do with my art. Okay. And what it really consisted of, because I knew if I came out as an artist, I didn't want to just be a typical R&B artist, sing love songs, and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to figure out the strongest way to incorporate my heavy hip-hop rap influence on my music. And I think it took a period because it just wasn't that way in the past. Exactly. Like, while I was growing up, I feel like R&B was very... It was, the sound was very robotic and like stigmatic like it really 
had a sound mm-hmm. and that was the only thing you could stick to. So I feel like now you got melodic rappers, you got the Migos and stuff like that. You have a little bit more influence where rap is allowed to be singy songy too. Okay. So I figured, hey, I can really sing. So why don't I really sing rap songs instead of sing song rap songs? Do you feel like where you grew up influenced your sound? The biggest. The biggest. Every time I go into the studio, if I hear a beat, it could be a beat that's a southern beat. It could be a West Coast beat. I have a single out called Are You Dumb, which sounds completely like some Warren G, Nate Dogg, West Coast shit. Mm-hmm. But I decided to sing very New York and East Coast on it. Okay. With my sound, just the tone, the melody, everything. So I usually look at Brooklyn as soon as I step behind the mic and I say to myself, all right, let's go. So you said we combine this with so you said a you said a segue. What part of Brooklyn are you from? East New York, baby. Pink House is the cave. Okay. <laughs> so with all of this and with this gap of time, what happened to make you finally decide that music is the career or the actual dream that I rather chase? I think I could say it really easy. I had actually given up for a while. To be honest, I given Why? up for I had given up for a while because I just didn't think that it would ever come to fruition that rap and pure trained singing could ever meet mm-hmm. a world together. So I think that was it. And then you know your confidence with like not having a sound, like oh my god, nobody's out here really like singing the lyrics that I sing. I mean, if you listen to all of my singles that's out right now. There's drug references, there's gun references, there's street references. This A lot of this wasn't sang in traditional R&B. Okay. So, I think I had to wait for that time. And then, my friends, uh, I have a really close friend who just really kicked me back into high gear with music. And, and got me to understand that, like, what you want to do is actually, there's a need for it. Mm-hmm. So, I noticed, of course, a lot of it, first of all, You've released four singles. Is five, that five? five. five. Okay, five, I'm wrong. Five. five. I just had one that came out last week, honey. Of course, I promoted it, <laughs> so I know. Um, my question is: I've noticed that you've gone toward the direction of basically where you won't identify genders. Is that on purpose? Yes. Why? Um, because I think that gender identification is a little bit judgmental, and I'm a person who doesn't like to judge. Okay. So I don't look at I, I just don't like to judge I really, like don't. To judge. I really don't like you do what you do as long as you bring the talent to the forefront and make popping ass music we all good so I don't care about your personal life <laughs> I mean that's a little harsh and no but I mean I just don't it's just, it's, I don't I don't put that into my music I don't put personals like from people but my personal into it. I, but technically you're getting personal with the art if you're actually still writing and creating it. Yeah. It comes from personal But what I actually never do, like my song Die Ho. Uh Can we talk about Die Ho? Yes, quick? we can, we can. What do you have what's questioning? What's the question? First of all, it's one of the most aggressive records I've heard from a dude in a long time. Let's start there. Okay. Secondly and most importantly, if anything, it reminded me so much of Caught Out There. Please. I mean, I well, most people think it's called "I Hate You So Much" right now. <laughs> it's really called "Cut Out There." <laughs> yes. As a fan, I know these yes. things. Yes. Um, 
it the last time I heard a dude aggressively speak about heartbreak or anything of the sort, I'm not even gonna say it. It's just it was DMX. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, yo, bitch. I mean, <laughs> what can you do? I yeah. mean, hey, yo, bitch. I mean, <laughs> what can you do? I love it. I love it. But in that time frame that you had, from discovering to be an artist to your lo- your loss of the love. What happened that affected you more personally? Uh, personally, I think the more effect uh, I had to go through a relationship. <laughs> I'm not going to get too into detail on it, but I, I went through a really uh, a long relationship. That's how I'm going to put it. A very long relationship that had a lot of ups and downs, but those ups and downs helped me write really good songs later on in life. Uh, went through college. I moved to Atlanta for a little bit. I came back from Atlanta. I went to Philadelphia for three months. Um, thought I was going to live out there. Came back. No, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Lived in the Bronx and tried to do uh, Teddy Furbrand. I don't know if you remember. You know, like you said, you know me. So, like, we went through. I went through. Uh, you felt realized there was a gap that we didn't speak yeah. for like 10 years. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, I went through Teddy Furbrand. I tried to start a clothing line with my boy Jean out there. That mm-hmm. didn't come through. I then uh, started moving around in the industry. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, I, I did some things. I hustled a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but. So that took I a lot of time. That took a lot of time, and like the the, the priority of music away. Okay, so in the process of you, um, air quotations, hustling, what was the end result of that? Um, it got me a lot of money. I know that got me a lot of money. Uh, got me a lot of things. Um, but most importantly, I don't know if we've gone to this part of the interview yet, but uh, it, we are. That's why I'm okay. Kind of I, that's a good it. segue. Um, yeah, all of that hustling of and things, by peoples the way. and everything like that. So really mo- it, I, I ended up in prison. Okay, and, and I, I'm gonna keep it real, honey. I ended up in prison because of that. Okay, so you ended up serving time. Yes. Now you're now. How long were you in prison? Okay, I only served people here. This is a short amount of time, but I served about two and a half weeks. But what I want to tell people is that two and a half weeks feels like a full year. Of course. Because of the conditions that you have to undergo inside of prison. What conditions? Uh, everything from rats and roaches running over you while you sleep to if they decide they want to cut off the water in your cell, you're not able to flush or use the sink. So you just have to stand with it until they decide to turn the red knob that turns your door back on. I mean, your, um, your cell back on. Now, I understand, of course, because of certain situations, you can't, per se, get into what led to your stay in prison, mm-hmm. though it was short. Yes. Let's talk about you coming out. Yes. You were on probation correct yes i had to take a probationary uh standing after i got out of prison because that's how it works when you bail yourself out quick they like okay well probation is the next thing talk about probation what exactly is the reality of probation the reality of probation a hundred percent is that it is a means of a system to keep you going inside of a justice system that pulls every ounce of money out of your pocket okay that that that's the pure we got to look at Wall Street. There's 
a stock on Wall Street called the private prison complex. We watched 13. <laughs> yeah, you. so if you look at the private prison complex, every prison in America, every time a person is brought in, that's a check that goes straight to them. So my question would be, when she came out and went on probation, what exactly took place with that time frame? As I, as I understand, you're actually off probation now. Yes, I actually got on probation last week. Shout out to me. So <laughs> imagine, so imagine, mind the cues from his manager right now. <laughs> My manager is the coolest person in the world, by the way, guys. So you came off probation. Yes. What happened during that time frame that you were on? On probation. Uh, it was a lot. Um, so I think the number one thing that people need to understand about probation from the door mm-hmm. is that when they're taking your blood and they're taking your piss and they're swabbing your mouth and they're pulling hair out of your head, it's all to build what they call a jacket or a folder on you. Now this folder goes to the prison that you were originally and I, real quick, I want people to understand there's a difference between jail and prison. Talk about it. A lot of people think that, oh, you're going to jail and you're actually going to prison. There's two different worlds. Jail, you can only stay in for up to a year. Prison, they have the right to keep you for the rest of their life. Your so, life if they want to. Like, if they want to, they can say, you get a life sentence. And that's so, it. I'm raising my Tamar hand. So, <laughs> my turn. <laughs> okay. So, you only stayed for two and a half weeks. So, you were in jail? No. No. How does that work if you only stayed for two and a half weeks? Okay, I can't go into full, full detail. You sure can't, but continue. There were some things that were done, and when you're thrown into prison, there is no stipulation of time. It can be whatever the time is that they want. But you just said... But jail can't. You just Jail said, can't. But you, can, you just... You just said, Craig... <laughs> That jail is up to a year. Up to a year. But you went to prison and you only stayed for two and a half weeks. Yes. Prison is a little bit different because here's the thing. When you come out of jail, you don't necessarily have to be in probation When you come out of jail, it could be for a misdemeanor. It could be for a minor charge. It could be for stealing a pack of gum. They They can't felonize you for that. My question is, of course, for parole and probation... One of the stipulations is you must have a job. Yes. Has that made it difficult for you to keep in place? the most difficult thing in the world. I want people to know the very first day I ever had probation, I sat with my officer and she looked me in my face and she said, I want you to know how hard this is going to be. 53.7% of people who ever go to prison never end up with a job and never end up taking care of themselves. They either end up dead or back in prison. So you're saying it's like a cycle? Yes. And it's set up that way. It's definitely set up that way. I mean, you can go in for a probationary visit just to pee in a cup Mm -hmm. so they could see if you have drugs in your system. And I've actually witnessed people who literally came in and they're like, hey, I don't know which way I go. Do I go take my test this way or that way? And it's like, oh, we're going to throw you in jail. How dare you ask an officer a question? And it's like, what? Do you lose any rights while you're on probation? Um, so if you are in jail, if you went to jail, there's never really any rights that are lost. If you went to prison, you're completely property of the state. That is what you're now listed as. I've been, I was listed as property of the state. Property of the state means all choices are made through probation, not me. So, so if I had any, if I wanted to, I live here in Jersey now. 
just to go to Pennsylvania, I needed a form that said you're allowed to leave the New Jersey, New York lines. Let's say you get into an altercation and the police are called. Can the person on probation call the police? No. Or, why not? No. That's weird. As a property of the state, I no longer have the rights as a regular American citizen. So I'm not protected by the, the state. So let's say someone called the police on you. Same difference. I'm you basically I'm automatically. You're asked out. If that's you're the simplest way to put it, you're asked out. So basically, you would end up back in prison. Yes. You're just, you're just completely asked out. So if somebody came up to me on the street right now and punched me in the face and I hit them back, I'm going to prison there now. Because you're on probation. Because I'm on probation. Because I'm property of the state. The state says that I'm not allowed to do anything unless they tell me I can do it. So the state then says to you, you can fight that. So my question is also. Especially in New Jersey, it's a non defense state. So that's the number one thing here. Even if I wasn't a felon, so if I got into a fight here, I'm going to jail. I Possibly to prison. I commit a crime. I go to prison. I serve my time. I come out. I'm on, now on probation. I have to keep a job. Consistently go to a PO. There's three things that you actually have to keep more than a job. What is that? So it's a job, uh huh, a stable address, uh huh, and you need to have a bank account. Why? You have to have a stable checking account. Why? Why is, that, why is that important? Because of the, because of the charges that are put on you as far as paying back any type of restitution and uh, probationary fees, uh-huh. you have to have an account that they can track that to. I actually can talk about this. Uh, I went through a situation where the probationary division, Vicinage, that's the correct name for it, the probationary Vicinage actually went into my account and changed my address in. And wait I didn't minute, even I didn't even know minute, that they wait, could do that. Wait, 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 <laughs> I didn't know they could do wait, that. Wait, they went into the banking system. Yes. And changed your physical address. Yes. Technically, that's a violation of the law. Um, no, it's not. Because when you're property of the state, there is no violations against you. So basically, this is a lot. They can do they can do whatever they want to you. Your property of the state, you belong to them. Even so it's not the same law that it would be for you. So you're off of your well, the popular term for children. You're off of papers now. I'm off them papers. <laughs> do you still have restrictions of what you can and cannot do? Um, I was lucky. Okay. I was very lucky. Okay. Most people, when they get off probation, there's still some sort of stipulation that they have to kind of like rule by. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I got transferred into what they call a co- a collections probation. Which means you still owe the money. I have to pay the money, but I am allowed to go anywhere in the United States or the whole world if I want to. I don't have to come in and piss. I don't have to have them take my hair anymore. I don't have to have them take my blood anymore. Any of that. So, I'm a collection of the state now. I'm no longer property of the state. If that makes any sense. It kind of doesn't. Okay, so I'm, quick I'm someone that's never <laughs> okay. had me So quick synopsis, especially not even for you, for anybody that's listening to. So when you're property of the state, you have what they call a jacket number. Uh-huh. I no longer have a jacket number. Once I was released from probation and I signed my discharge papers, my docket number for my jacket, mm-hmm. it goes away. I now get a collections number. Meaning the only thing, I can move anywhere. I can move out to... Caribbean islands, I can move out to Europe if I want to. The only thing I got to do is once every month send in a payment of a certain amount. And that covers me for 
buying my way out of being property. So basically, it sounds like the slave trade. Yes. And that's exactly what prison is. I was so hoping that you actually said something like slavery that related to it because that's exactly what it is. The prison industrial complex is set up as a trade system. A lot of people don't even know the only reason Wall Street even started is because black people were sold. If you didn't see 13th, it explains a lot. It explains a tell lot. You, you can't 13th helped me talking to my probation officer. And I mean, they were like, they were in shock most of the time. Because they were like, oh, why? Why does he know information? Why isn't he just being a good old nigga? You know, I hate to say it that way, but that's that's what it is. It's the truth in matter, yeah. I mean. So, exactly with the music, has the music, has this affected your artistic creative process? Yes. 10,000%. So, you released five singles. Yes. Does that mean we're getting an actual project from this? Yes, we're getting a full EP this fall and or winter. And or? I'm saying fall and or winter because, okay, no let, me sweat. Tell you, no let, me, no let me explain to you. No, no, no. no. It, can't be, it can't be solid right now because why I want to release a full visual with the project so that people understand what it is. First off, it's called Big Dreams on Food Stand Means. Say it again. Big Dreams on Food Stand Means. That's. Are you gonna make that an acronym and post for that whole title? Oh, I would. I should. I should. That's a good idea. I think I should. I think you should. <laughs> I should. I think I should. Because I'm planning on releasing three volumes of it. This is only volume one, so yeah. Three I think vi- an acronym would be really dope. Three volumes. Very ODD. Hey, nigga, please, like, yeah. Say that. Then I got your money. Don't you worry, bro. Say not the clap. I love it. Listen, I, you said ODB, yeah. and I just automatically the music, the music fan in me, got your money came out. It just, it, what can you do? It's a good thing. So, um, I think that's all I got for you right now. Um, I normally close my show with a mental health tip. What is a mental health tip that you would give to the listeners? Mental health tip number one. Actually go and get help. Explain that. Okay. I don't care if you're sad. I don't care if you're depressed. Go talk to somebody. Even if it's a best friend. If it's a therapist. If it's your boss. If you get along with your boss. To that level talk to somebody because I've learned myself personally when you don't talk a lot of shit builds up and you don't want shit to build up that's the best I can say talk to somebody about it don't keep it inside so basically don't treat yourself like a soda bottle nah 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 Y'all not soda not seltzer not beer not nothing nothing <laughs> nothing, nothing that can explode you're a human Treat have, yourself as such. Have you have you sought therapy before? Yes, I have been in therapy multiple times throughout my life, um, and it's actually helped me more than anything. Every time I've actually been in therapy, I feel like I've been a little bit more centered than my normal self without therapy. And I'm not embarrassed to say that, and I don't think it's a bad thing or anything. I think that every person, whether they think they're normal and or mentally ill, should seek some some sort of help. Do you feel like well? 
I'm still gonna pry into my interview question. Yeah. Do you feel like people that go through the the justice system, do you think they should seek help? Yes, a hundred percent. Anybody who goes through the justice system should seek help because the biggest thing in the world here, um, when you're sitting behind those bars, you're almost being dragged in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 treated almost inhumanely. You go to probation officers and you ask them, "Hey, can I have a pen to sign this court form that just got sent to my cell?" And they're like, "Oh, if you don't have a pen, you can't sign it." And sometimes that paper is to get you into a court date to figure out what your trial is going on. If I can't sign the paper, how am I ever supposed to walk into court? You know, it's it's, it's very simple as that. So those things kind of fuck you up mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then when you just look at the procedures that you go through, I guess in court, they're just like even worse. You will literally go in front of a judge and a judge will tell you to your face, you know what, I don't feel that you're ready to be released from probation, so you won't. Or I don't feel that you really deserve to have a day away to go see your family. I mean, I can tell you about people who literally their family members have passed and they just want to make a phone call and because of the procedures that are set up in prison you can't go make that phone call oh well you lost your mom oh well you lost your dad who cares your property is state mm-hmm. you're not allowed to feel until we tell you feel. you know um, time versus crime the way it all works out is just like super insane um, there can be a white person or even an Asian person which America likes to call the other white meat hey that's what that's what it's looked at as um if it's an asian or if it's an asian or white man and there's statistics that you could actually look at from like a few different websites whether it be the census.com whether it be um uh uh, prison industrial complex.org is another website you can look at these websites and they actually break down stuff uh percentage-wise, and how it like, really works out. So we're looking at 27 to 37.8% black Americans who are locked up either in prison, jail, or some sort of statuary uh, confines. That's the word <laughs> I was looking for. Confines? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you just believe every, that basically mental health or therapy should be not even an option. It should be a requirement. It should be a requirement. Actually, when they release you, they do have some probationees. Thankfully, I was one of those probationees. When I was released, they said, we want you to complete a mental health course before you're released from probation. Not everybody gets that uh, luxury, if I actually have to call it that, because I can call it, it's actually a luxury. There's people who are there, who are probationees, who are asking for mental health, and they're being told, because we look at you at whatever level, mm-hmm. we don't think you need it. We want you to fail. And they will say it to your face. I've heard probation officers say to other people, no, we're working on you to fail. Don't come in here with some nice shit. And I'm like, wow. You know, it just is what it is. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. But what I was saying about time versus crime, especially, is your skin color is the largest thing when it comes to this situation um you can be white you can be asian and when you get locked up whether you go to jail or prison you're only worth about maybe a thousand dollars a day as a black man 
as a Hispanic man, as an Arab man, as an African, Caribbean, anything you want to call it, when you're those things, you can go anywhere from 28,000 to 46,000 per day is what your worth is behind those bars. But as a free man, you ain't even worth close to that. It's not until you're behind bars that your rate goes up as a black man. It's, I feel like that's super crazy. And my restitution is kind of based off of that, is how much the state had to spend to keep me as a black man behind bars every day versus if I was white, I wouldn't have been charged as much. My life isn't worth as much behind those bars. Well, we've learned a lot about the justice system. <laughs> yeah, justice system, yeah. Um, after all of this, where exactly can they find or stream your music? Okay, you can stream my music by typing in C in a period. That's how we do C dot. So here's the problem with that, right? You want to find a way to emphasize that because you get a whole bunch of other artists on top of yours. Yes. Okay, so here's the biggest way you differentiate me. Every cover you see will have blue hair, whether it's on the head, whether it's on the mustache, whether it's on the beard. Blue hair will be the identification. I walk around with a blue beard. So people literally come up to me and call me blue beard, blue face, which is no association to the rapper at all. I don't trash. I don't endorse God, him by any trash. means. I don't endorse him by any means. But <laughs> God awful trash. <laughs> but yes, um that's that's the identification is the blue. It's the blue beard, it's the blue hair in general. It doesn't matter where the hair is, it's gonna be blue. Where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter, C period sings rhymes. Spell rhymes. <laughs> oh wait, there's people I am can spell rhymes. Okay. R H Y M E S yes. Just 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 spell it. Don't don't question me. Don't question people's um literacy skills. Just spell it. Okay. Okay. C period sings rhymes and that's on Instagram, that's on Twitter, that's on Spotify as well. If you want to follow my personal page on Spotify. But if you just want to get all my music, you can stream it anywhere. Apple Music, uh Spotify, Title. Um, Napster, SoundCloud, anywhere that you can stream music, I'm there. Please go and stream me. And I have a few good features. I want to just shout out some people before I go with everything. I want to shout out Trav the God for one of my singles, Advice from the East. Yes. He came through with them real ock from belly sounding tones that I really was like pushing for with that track. I want to shout out Anaya Weathers. She got on my track, Are You Dumb? And just like slayed like more than I expected for what to come out. She actually went in there and freestyled on some shit that just made it even better than it was. Um, I want to shout out, I want to shout out uh, Jeff McDermott. That man has helped me with every single thing that I've ever done as far as music and making sure my production sound right, making sure my voice sound right. Dilly Ills from Patterson. I want to shout him out for actually pushing my vocals a little bit further than I thought I could push my vocals and making me. You guys are going to hear a song called Fronto Raw that is super stupid. Um, little super Kim. Stupid. Are you super stupid. No, no, super stupid as in like it's it's amazing. It's Fronto Raw. It's, it's, it's a different track. It's a gospel track, but it's not about God. Drop it low for Jesus? Uh. <laughs> No, we're not dropping in love with Jesus. We're not dropping it. Are you judging Jesus. people for dropping in love no, with Jesus? No, no, no. Because we dropping love with Jesus around here. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> it's we, a hood track. It's a hood track. Um, Kim Brennan. 
my I'm she not, was she was my first manager. Oh, okay. I was, about to, I was about to start playing the violin so you and Nate started chatting off on the award show. No, yeah, uh, Kim Brennan. Um, Get your list together. Come on, child. My manager now. Carl Trim, the best manager that I've ever had, because he really takes in like time to make sure that I'm doing things the way I want to do it, the way I feel comfortable doing it. Um, pounds, two O's, Little C's, BR Molly, the whole Money and Violence team, Chopper, Zoe, everybody. It's so many people, and Little Kim, number one. Like the the, the inspiration that she gave me uh, is more. She's more than just an inspiration. She's actually really a friend. So. I just wanted to shout everybody out. I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And oh, Noel, last, Noel, last, Noel, last Noel. Last but not least, yes. yes last but not least, Noel. He's actually Little Kim, Tiana Taylor, Trina. You name it, he's their personal assistant. He's the personal assistant of the stars, and he is one of the main people that every time I release a single, he makes sure that everybody in the industry hears my songs. Well, and tell I love that. Noel, I'm ready for representation. Oh, Let's yeah. start there. Okay, Noel, so, Noel, we shouted you out. You got to start representing the show, too. Personal Thank assistance, you. get him in, baby. So, I want to thank everybody for a successful third season. Um, if you guys are not aware, Aaliyah, this is also Aaliyah's last episode. Hi, um, Yes, she is stepping away, as she said yesterday. She's stepping away to begin planning her wedding. She has a lot of things going on. So Congratulations sis, on the engagement as well. So, sis cannot be here. Um, sis cannot be here. So, I want to definitely congratulate her on everything. And thank you. Oh, excuse me. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you guys for listening. While I am taking my month off to be a hot boy for the rest of the summer. Hot <laughs> boy, you get a thousand points? Okay, I want to please in my absence like, rate, subscribe. Um, please rate me, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps me get up in the rankings. I'll be back in the fall. There'll be a new cover, which I finalized this week. Haha, <laughs> um, a new host, and I'll be back to raise you hoes in the fall. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Hey.